0: Welcome to The Other Side, Beyond the Looking Glass. We're a spinoff of the popular podcast through The Looking Glass, continuing meaningful conversations with a focus on solutions. Join us as we dive below the surface, openly addressing trauma, barriers, communication, and cultural factors that impact relationships. We aim to build understanding, provide resources, and cultivate healthier connections. While our topics can help all, our primary focus will be on the communities of color. So let's explore Wonderland Beyond the Looking Glass as we uncover paths to healthier bonds, healing, and a more authentic you. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode two of Wonderland Beyond the Looking Glass and as promised from the initial episode that we closed out last week this episode we're going to be talking about divorces and people on both sides if you are dating after a divorce or you're dating somebody who's been divorced or it's a mutual divorce divorcee the relationship right both parties have been divorced all three of these come with different challenges so we're going to just jump in because we do want to honor the 30 minutes we have with you all. And, and first, let's go around really quick to see how everybody's been doing and a little quick mental health checks, starting with Keisha. <laughs> how are you doing, Keisha?
1: I am doing great. I'm doing really good. It's been a, a great week. So I'm doing good. How are you, Chris? <laughs> I'm doing Fantastic.
2: That was on my word calendar
0: for the day. You have a word of the day and the, the best you can come up with was fantastic. That's like a third grade word.
2: Yeah. Was, yeah. You have to start somewhere, all right?
0: Mm. Um, this week has been busy and yeah, that's all I can say. I can't complain. Can't complain. Good stuff. Halloween was great. Wonderful. Amazing. Um, we accomplished a lot. Yes, we did. Divorces. A lot of people with divorces, that word is a bad word for so many. I remember I was at an event and we were doing some type of, I don't know, group project, uh, icebreaker thing. And the question was asking about spouses or whatever. And I said, well, I'm recently divorced. And the lady was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I'm like, I'm not. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and so my whole thing is like, okay, why is it automatically seen as negative? There's there's different reasons why people get divorced, right? And sometimes it's a good thing, it's a better thing, it's the better option. Now, there's a lot of religious factors that can go in it. Uh, I was brought brought up Catholic, and that's a no no. Like you're literally married to the first person you have married with, and you have to get annulment for it not to be there. So. I was brought up with that teaching, however, comma, um, yeah, just didn't work out for, for, you know, for reasons. So that can bring into some behavior changes, right? Challenges, uh, trust challenges and things of that nature. Um, and I'm 100% transparent. I am somebody who's divorced. So I have an experience, a lived experience with it. Uh, Keisha and Chris you, you know when you hear the word divorce like what are some words that um automatically come up or you know emotions that are elicited through that conversation
2: um I mean when I hear the word divorce it's like I, I don't know it I think years ago it was kind of like a almost like a bad word but now you hear it so often now it's like you know it doesn't even flip, it doesn't register anything with me. It's just okay, I it was just they were with somebody, they're no longer with them.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, for me, years ago, when you heard the word divorce, it was like broken, used goods. Um, you're stuck, like you can't remarry. It was just like beyond just. You know, it was almost like you're not worthy. <laughs> you know, but these days in time when I hear divorce, it's sometimes it's you didn't put in you didn't put up um enough of a fight to keep it. Or um and I know I'm giving more than just a word, or it's um freedom. It's peace, you know. So those are some words that I've, some things I've heard. And
0: in, in your opinions, why do you think the divorce rate is so high? I'm speaking specifically in the US because we do have listeners elsewhere. But why do we think or you know why the divorce rate is so high?
2: Because people always think it's something better out there. and it, it's like okay I this is fine. And I was okay with this, but now I want it better. And it might be better out there. And everybody, I mean, I just nowadays with social media and everything, you always think that something could be better.
1: Right. And I think um, sometimes people use dating almost like, I mean, not dating, they use marriage as if you're dating. It's like, okay, I'm in this for a while. Oh, we're growing apart. Oh, I can't do this anymore. It's like the reasons people, and you know, I'm biblical a lot. So, you know, per what, and I'm not pushing religion on anyone, but per what the Bible says, what makes it okay to get a divorce in comparison to people in these days and time who are looking at, you know, oh, we're just growing apart. You know, it's a difference. So I think that's what's um, a, definitely a big factor in it right now. People are not... It, the marriage piece, they're actually operating this if it's a relationship, which it is a relationship, but dating versus this is my forever person. It's... Uh, I may say you my favorite person. We may do these vows, but um, you don't have to be my forever person. Next. So...
0: And I think it, a lot of it too, has to do with not doing your due diligence on the front end, right? Not vetting uh, the individual, not, you know, going off of what that initial emotion is. And I know I might get some slack for this, but I'm thinking of it as a business transaction. So I'm not looking just as that person, but who is their family? What's going on in their inner circle? What's, is this somebody that I want to do a merger with? Because you're pulling all of their stuff into your stuff. You're associating whatever you have going on with them. And a lot of times, in the beginning, people are operating in emotion and not the logic piece. Like, okay, I can have these feelings for you. Um, I can have all these, all the checkbox, whatever I see. However, comma, let's think of this long-term. Is this going to work long-term? And how is it gonna work? Like, if you're somebody who likes to party and drink and everything else, that's not me. I might be attracted to you. I might be all the things that, you know, to get that initial relationship started, but going into something permanent, like a marriage, if you don't do that due diligence and vet in the beginning, You can find yourself waking up next to somebody and be like, you know what? This sucks. I don't want to be here anymore. And then we are really in this throwaway culture where, you know, some states you can do it immediately. South Carolina, you got to wait a whole year. You got to be separated for a year. But still, the option of it not being an option is no longer an option. I think, too, back in the day, divorce was just not an option. So now it's, it's a situation of, well, I don't like you. You don't like me. So let's let's go to the courthouse and get this thing taken care of. Like you said, Keisha, it's more of a dating type of thing. Cause I know now if I if I do that again, I don't give a dang what's going on. If you gotta live in a whole nother house, like I'm not going through this again, I'm not going through another another divorce. So you have to go through that whole process of thinking of it as a business merger. Like, what's my return on investment here? Um right. And, and not be surprised if you didn't do that work on the front end and be like, "I don't even know this person. You know what I'm saying? Like have you all ever had an experience where somebody's like getting a divorce and they're they're telling you that you know, we grew apart eh, that's that's possible. Um, but I think some of it too is did you really know the person to the level that you sh- you really probably should have before you did it, or were you acting on emotion? Like, that's when you get those drunk uh, Las Vegas weddings, right? Like, Elvis is getting married. I don't even know this dude's last name. Um, So what are some challenges you think, first, going into dating as somebody who's been divorced? Like, what are some challenges that either you all have experienced or you've seen friends and family experience going into relationships after a divorce?
2: First and foremost, getting into something too soon. Um, right. um, I mean, And I know that probably happens. <clears throat> that's probably most common where it's like, okay, this person, the, 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 let's say the divorce is finalized. And within four or five months, they're in a new relationship. Or sometimes when it's, um, they might still be in a separation period that you uh, mentioned. And that separation period and they're right in a relationship. Those that rarely works out. Those those relationships rarely work um, um works out. Mainly is because they haven't really given themselves time to analyze what just happened. They're just kind of moving forward and then without taking in what they just went through and what just ended.
1: So would you say, Chris, um, they didn't take the time to pretty much heal from that relationship before moving forward into the next one? That's pretty much what you're saying. Like the healing. Yeah. Out. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, healing. I mean, not like healing from the relationship, just like understanding what happened. Um, like so understanding what happened in that relationship because it's like let's say, and it doesn't have to be a marriage in a relationship, but When that relationship ended, knowing why it ended, because if you know why and then accept the accountability for it, then you wouldn't have to worry about that happening in the next relationship you jump into.
1: Right. And I think it's important, too, especially um, when you don't take the time to identify your part in the divorce (laughs) before you move on to the next relationship, because... um, these issues tend to pop up, you know, different faces, same issues.
0: So um, I think that plays a part in it too. So what are some things to look for? So as somebody who's going into a relationship or even thinking about getting back out there, right? So let's say, you know, Chris is saying people jumping out too soon. So what what is a solution or a fix for people not jumping in too soon let's start there okay
1: i would say if you can clearly identify your faults as well as um your mates your previous mate's fault from that divorce if you can clearly identify that meaning if someone was to say to you Okay, so tell me what, what what went wrong and what was your part in it? If all you can see is 100% what, what other, in your eyes what the other person did, then clearly I feel this is an indicator that you know, you may not be ready to enter another relationship with someone just yet. You need to be able to see your faults in the relationship because everybody plays a role. What
0: about you Chris what do you think? You know what
2: advice I have with the person what I think the person I mean like just man when you just sit sit your ass down just chill for a little bit and just kind of be by yourself. be like be, be be by yourself, learn yourself, love yourself. That way, okay, once you then have that self-love, now you're able to go out and find love to give to somebody else and also know how to receive their love as well.
0: Right, right. So just yeah, um,
2: so sit down
0: for a while. Chill out. And another indicator that you might not be ready to jump back out there is when you think back to the previous relationship, it gets you just as mad as it did when you were in it. Um, Because you can fall into projecting, you can fall into another person having to deal with what issues you haven't healed from. So the taking the time in that space to heal is imperative. But we also know that there's people who are not individuals who want to do that. So for individuals who they find it very difficult for whatever reason, right? A lot of people just don't want to sit with their pain. What are some things that we can tell individuals that could be helpful for people who don't want to sit in their pain, who don't want to do the work, who don't want to learn themselves? What would you tell them? What are some suggestions that we can give
2: to help them out, or let them know what
0: to help them they, out? Like, yeah, to help. I
2: mean, I mean, you can't help someone that's not willing to help themselves. Like the whole, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink. Same, I mean, right. it's the same thing. Like. You Like, I want to help you, but if you don't want to help you.
0: What if they want want the help, but they just don't want to sit in that or they're scared or whatever reason?
2: Okay, so with that right there, you have to kind of just give it to them like little by. You can't put too much on them at one time. You just got to kind of just slow walk it to when they get to that final stage. I mean, like you said that right there could take some time, but let them go at their own pace and then find just try to find out what works for them. And it may be something uh, unique, everyone's unique.
0: What about you, Kisha? I have a I have a technique that I I tell clients to do, but do you have any um techniques that you work with individuals who have come out of a relationship and they want to jump into the next thing and not do the healing? Uh, ways that they can sit with it sit with what happened
1: Um, I pretty much talk to them about layers of um, healing layers of okay if you don't take the time out to heal from your current relationship you add another layer on top and before you know it you will hit an explosive moment where all of that hurt, pain, anger, whatever emotions that you didn't deal with from that relationship, it will happen. And just imagine having an explosion and the best relationship you have ever been in. And this is actually the one. And because you did not take the time all out to deal with those different layers of healing, because you decided to move on too soon, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. And the thing about that is I've seen it happen several times, um, not only with uh, dealing with clients, friends, family, but even with myself in different situations where, and it's just, it's not a time, you can't plan it, it just happens. And could you imagine being in the best relationship ever with the person, your mate, that's for you, this person have no idea, and then you have your moment. So to prevent that from happening, it's important that you deal with it. Go ahead on and deal with whatever hurt and pain that you're feeling. Because finding the next person to um, be with, thinking that it's gonna take you away from dealing with that hurt and pain, that's a temporary fix. Very temporary.
0: And I tell individuals, you have to learn yourself again. Who were you before that relationship? What music did you listen to? You know, what did you do for fun? Who were your friends? Who were you? And and kind of going back to what Chris said too, learn yourself. And it's a relearning. It's a relearning, honestly, because you want to go back to your core essence of who you are, but understanding that you're a different person now. And what Keisha said, you don't want all the issues with distrust uh, or just, you know, being standoffish and things of that nature to inhibit you from moving forward out of fear of a learning who you are and being okay with it loving yourself first right or just you're scared that you're going to end up in a crappy situation again and all of those play a role in how you are seen and how you handle and move forward in relationships so again learn yourself get to know who you are again and give yourself time. Like, I know people are like, take yourself on a date. Look, I I date myself so much, like, it's going to be hell for somebody to come and take my spot in my life because I date myself so much. Like, they would have to be amazing to have to, you know, collaborate with me, right? We don't want somebody to complete you. It's a collaboration. And, Um. So the next the next uh, area is people who are in a relationship with people who have been divorced and what challenges you might see. So, cause Chris is putting on a show for us. Um, what are some challenges you think people might run into when you are dating somebody um, who's recently out of a divorce or just been divorced?
1: I would say trust. Trust may be um, the number one thing. Um, trusting that person with your heart um, just you know put your walls back down and being open to something new you know so that's what I think what about you Chris
2: um, yeah like now it all depends on how long they've been divorce as well because I mean there's different stages Um, can I go through the three stages go right ahead Okay. so the first stage is like the newly just fresh out of divorce so you got that right there let's say anywhere from like a couple months to maybe a year and then so they're like fresh in a divorce so then they still may be harboring these old feelings um, from the previous marriage however it ended Then you've got kind of the middle range where it's like a year to maybe three, four years where it's like they're kind of open to the idea, but then they're kind of nervous with like fully committing. And then once you've got you've been like divorced for a while and then this is the people who have fell in love with themselves. Those they just man is they're harder to get to because like they're at peace. And the slightest thing that comes and going to disturb their peace just a little bit, they can't deal with it. So those are like the three stages of di- um, and being involved with somebody that's been divorced, depending on how long it was.
0: So then the question is, for, for individuals in your three stages, what would be some suggestions you would give to people who are looking at that person as a potential based on the stages that that person's in?
2: Having, just having patience. Having patience. Would you even recommend
0: dating somebody in stage one though? (sighs) No.
2: No. I mean, not saying that they, I mean, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Because I'm just saying as a guy, as a guy, and Keisha talked about it, I know I'm probably going to have to fight some battles that I know nothing about, but it was from the previous guy, her ex-husband. And now I'm having to fight battles that he started and that's that's like the worst thing ever, having to get over an obstacle and you know nothing about it. You don't know how to maneuver around it because it's like all foreign to you. Right. I wouldn't suggest. Okay,
0: how about
2: stage two? Stage two, yeah, because stage two, you can kind of, that's just all about making the person feel comfortable with me. Like, it might take a little while, but just kind of bringing down the walls one by one and then having that person feel so comfortable. Okay, now they're willing to fully commit to me.
0: And stage, hold on, was that stage? Was that supposed to that? Was be stage, stage two? Three? That was stage about two.
2: Stage three. <laughs> stage three is tread very lightly in this stage because, like I said, you, you know, whatever you do, the smallest thing, you might not reply to a text in a reasonable time. It could be five minutes. Next thing you know, you're blocked. Um, it could be you didn't call them back or when you said you was going to call them back and at the first time it's okay, boom. And it's like, yeah, but those people, and I I don't like to say that, those people, people who are in that situation, yeah, that sounds really better than those people, it's, I don't know what it is. They're just in their own world. And it's nothing wrong with that, but it's like they're, if they let somebody in that world, then <laughs> you you real special because they're not going to let many people in that world.
0: Would you agree with uh, what he's saying, Keisha?
1: Somewhat. Um, yeah.
0: I can see where he's coming from. And I think a key to all that is communication.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: always. Communication yeah. always key. If if you are not able to communicate with whoever the potential person is, and that really should not be your person. I, I've had, I've worked with couples where the communication was horrible and I'm just confused at how we even got here. Right. So my suggestion, again, I'm not going to tell you who and when and how to date it, you know, it's, it's everybody's own individual choice. But once you see something, say something, right? Once you experience something or start to notice something, address it right when you see it because it could be a miscommunication, it could be a misunderstanding. um and don't let it just build up and build up and build up. And then when you have your explosion, like Keisha mentioned earlier, it's it's too late. We can't we can't back back that back up back up out of it. And when you have uh, partners, both people are divorced, you're going to have different different situations, right? Especially depending on, like Chris gave the three levels, where they're coming at it and how that previous relationship ended. A lot of people are saying, you know, well, I don't want to ask them about this, that. You better, you better ask because you're going to be dealing with it if you know it or not. So that's where that communication comes in. What were some of the issues in your previous relationship? How did it end? And here's a big thing to consider too. I'm not going to call it a red flag because people overuse that word so much, but one thing to consider if the person is not taking accountability for anything, you need to be very concerned about that. If the the issue is the other person, a hundred percent, you're going to want to be concerned about that how they talk about that person around you, what they call them and things of that nature. You need to be concerned about that. So these are areas that you need to look at, or you should be watching when you're going into a relationship after a divorce, be it the person who went through the divorce, dating somebody who went through one, or you're you're in the mutual divorce type of a situation. So as we uh, round out our, our uh, time, Are there any suggestions that either one of you have to tell individuals who a are going into the dating pool, which sucks, after the divorce, (laughs) or somebody who's interested in dating somebody who's been divorced? But what are some suggestions or helpful tips you can say?
1: (sighs) Uh, Don't do it. Wow. Good luck.
2: Don't do it. I ain't saying good luck because you need more than luck. You
1: need more than luck. Don't do it, man. It's man. this it sucks. Well, dating after the (laughs) dating after (laughs) divorce can be definitely challenging. Um, Can definitely be challenging. Um, So I would say, okay, good luck. Don't give up. Of course, if you're dating after divorce, don't give up. There is hope. Um, for those who are dating someone who was divorced, um, make sure that your person is aware of their, um, of their identity now. As a divorced person, when I say aware of their identity, make sure they're aware of what they want or at this time in life. You know, what's their desires? If they can't tell you these things and and the answer is, I don't know, those are red flags. Like they need to know where they are. And all of that is going back to going through the healing piece, making sure that mentally um, and for some physically, if they've been in an abusive relationship, they're in a better headspace and ready um, to move forward. So if you're dating someone, especially if it's someone who's never been married and you're dating someone who have been married, um, you need to make sure that your mate is ready. Make sure. Right. And be understanding that this is someone who's um, been married before. And I mean, I hate to say, it, but they got the upper hand when it comes down to that because they've already experienced it, whether their experience was good, bad, or whatever. Because some people are not just divorced. They may have lost a mate. A mate may have um, passed away. So um, that is still someone who's encountered a marriage prior to um, the person that they're either involved with now, whether it's going to end in a marriage or not. So just being a, being aware of that. And sometimes it's bonuses with dealing with someone who's been married before. Um, a lot of people I've came in contact with who have been married before and they're dating now. They're dating with a purpose. They know for the most part, the ones who's healed and ready, they know what they want and they're just not going to settle for foolishness. They won't stick around for it.
0: And I agree with all of that. Um, I would just say, move at your own pace. Mm -hmm. Heal at your own pace. Don't feel you have to live up to a standard. Don't feel you have to uh, move at somebody else's timeline. You know what you can and cannot tolerate and do the work. If you, uh, one thing I've learned, um, and it was one of those issues with accountability and all that good stuff is, I kept attracting emotionally unavailable people. And I kept being told, well, because you're emotionally unavailable. And I'm like, God, that doesn't make sense. But I was, and and there's elements of me that probably still are. So the challenge is to find out why Right? You can have people tell you you're emotionally unavailable all day. That's a part of doing the work. Why are you? Is it because you're hurt? Is it because you're scared? or is it because for whatever reason? because if you're saying, I want to go into a relationship now, the time is now, it's not fair to the other person or somebody else to pull them into your stuff when you still have stuff you need to resolve. And I, I think there's, and I tell people all the time, dating comes with responsibilities. And and there's karma that has to be paid. If you pull somebody into a situation you know you're not ready for, or you have no intention on doing or being that person that they're looking for, even if they've told you that that's never going to end well. So definitely communicate, do the work, be honest with yourself, work on your timeline, and you know Chris said good luck, uh, and Keisha said you know just have an awareness. No, no, I'm sorry, Chris. No, Keisha said it. good luck. Keisha said good luck. Chris said don't do it.
2: Don't do it. And I even go back and say, just don't get divorced.
0: That's another yeah. conversation. Why don't the know. hell yeah. would somebody want to stay in a relationship that's dead
1: if it's not serving you? Then right no.
0: or abusive. Like, what are you saying right now?
1: Are you saying
0: don't get the divorce
1: because you feel like? Is it for the people who may be using marriage as a way a new way of dating yeah
0: like,
1: I
2: mean or is this your personal so hang up you said what
0: I said or is this your personal hang-up? and we're after oh, no. we're, um, we're at our 30 minutes so this is going yeah. after after record but yeah we got it I, I'm, I literally would never tell somebody don't get a divorce like dude people run and get married so especially the military culture we get married just to get out the damn uh dorms so to tell somebody don't get a divorce like that I think that's irresponsible because you don't know what why people are getting a divorce so I'm saying if this is your own hang up that's different like okay I'm sorry about your divorce but I wouldn't tell wow I'm being a good person today. May no, not. So yeah, divorce can be complicated, but a relationship with somebody who has been divorced doesn't have to be. So do your due diligence and listen to the suggestions that were made um, during this episode. And as always, you guys take care, stay safe, and be well.